Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse Golf Monthly's uh, weekly look at the various different events in the world of golf. My name is Neil Tappin. Um, sorry that we have been away for a little short hiatus from the podcast. It's um, mostly because I've been on paternity leave uh, and the others couldn't really be bothered to put one together. Is that fair? No. It's a by process that the fact that everyone's having children all the time in this office. Stop. Enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's the voice of Nick Bonfield. Nick. Neil. Good afternoon. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yes, I'm well. Uh, what's your golf watching been like recently? I would say good to average. <laughs> what does that mean? It means I've watched some, not all, of the golf. Uh, when you say all, do you sit there of a weekend and watch all of the golf? It's been known to happen on more than 100 occasions. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, mean, sort of, I always hear the stories about how you come in on, you guys come in on Monday and say, you know, I have to do this and that and then take the children here. So you always tell me to cash in while I can. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Quite a long time. And Tom Clark. Tom, hello. How are hello, you? I'm good. Um, how much? How, what's your golf watching like? My cricket watching's better. That at the was moment, not the question. <laughs> I, I've watched no golf. My cricket watching. I've watched is, no is golf. Exceptional at the moment, but um, no, I've watched a little bit. <laughs> good. Well, this should be a well-informed the podcast. P- the, P- the, P- podcast. The, moment, the PJ tour is very uninspiring at the moment, but the European tour has not been awful. That will ring endorsement there for the European yeah. Tour. I'm sure they'll use oh, that we'll sound bite on, on their we'll uh, on promotional activity for 2017. Yeah, it's hard to get excited for the PGA Tour autumn schedule there, isn't it? Yes. If we're being honest. Correct. It is. Uh, although one day I did see, no- I noticed that Greg Owen was uh, in contention. Yeah. In about Great story. 500 <laughs> events and not one on the PGA Tour or something like that. So. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> Bit of a downer there from you, Nigel. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, uh, so the, the, this podcast is about the European Tours final series. So we are just about to head into the final event of the final series. So we've had the Turkish Airlines Open, which was won by Torbjorn Olesen. Uh, we then had the Ned Bank Golf Challenge, won by Alex Noren. Um, and so now we are straight into the DP World Tour Championship, something like that. Is that yeah, I think you've done well there. Yeah. Uh, we did a podcast on that last year. Do you remember? We did, yeah, yeah. we did. You were you said didn't you say that you were sat on Ivan Robson's lap? I did. <laughs> I was off duty, technically <laughs> visiting my brother, and may have had a beer or two. What has that got to do with you? <laughs> so, so after a few beers, you sit on Ivan Robson's lap. <laughs> I don't know. It was a it was a mistake. You seem to be blushing, Nigel. Oh, it, yes. it was a trip of the tongue, I think, wasn't it? it, it yes. My, my my point being that maybe my mind wasn't as fully focused as it should have been because I was in holiday mode. It's the most entertaining podcast I can remember you um, being involved with, actually. <laughs> Another re-endorsement. <laughs> Only made up stats. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to discuss briefly the Turkish Airlines Open. We're going to talk a bit about the Nedbank Golf Champ Challenge. And then we're going to move on to, um, to Dubai. Then we're going to have a quiz, customary quiz, talking about the, the final event on the European Tour season. There's a few interesting questions about things that have happened during the course of the season. And as seasoned watchers, I would expect you to get really? nothing less than, I'd say, 8 out of 10 in this quiz. I believe I'm on a three-game winning streak. Yeah, well, yeah, congratulations. And then we were going to talk about Q-School after that, because Q-School Q is currently taking place. But I forgot to have a look at what was actually happening before we started the podcast. So, Well, well something really to sort of <laughs> listeners to look forward to. Yes, yeah, we're not strong on details so far in this. Um, anyway, should we get... Cracking. So don't, don't turn off. <laughs> Tur- Tur- Turkish Airlines uh, Open won by Torbjorn Olesen, as I said, fourth win on the European Tour. 
hadn't had a great season until that point, I think it's fair to say. Um, gents, who wants to kick us off? Um, good start to the European Tours final series. Um, no, well he, well, he wasn't, was it? No. Let's face it, because um, uh, Rory was supposed to be playing, pulled out. Patrick Reed was supposed to be playing, pulled out. I think a couple of others uh, because of security concerns. Yeah, Turkey. Yeah. Turkey's obviously in the, in the middle of um, a few issues. Um, the course looked pretty fantastic. Yeah, carry. Um, there was a bit of an odd tee on the top of a villa's roof. I like that. Um, you would. Um, it, it, it was. It seemed to be um, trying a bit too hard for me. Oh, right, the tee on top of the roof. The, well, a lot. Yeah, mainly, and unfortunately, the field just. If it was a glitzy glamour and they had all the best players in the world there, then that would be great. But it just didn't really ignite the imagination. Torbjorn and Olsen played awesome. Yet Neil, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some credit here because as the uh, betting tips that you told me to tip him, I looked at his last six weeks and said, no, I can't. I can't. Don't know why you got that? He was 125 to one, yeah. wasn't he? I know. And you said, oh, he looks like he's really getting into some form. And um, I looked at his last six weeks and he made one class of six <laughs> I said no I'm going to ignore you on that and he ran away with it so um, sadly I think I well I did ignore myself as well so I didn't I, it, you know. it happens but it, it was I think um, a disappointing start to what was supposed to be a great thing Tiger was also oh, yeah. Tiger was also supposed to be playing as well I just realised that yeah. so it was supposed to be this Rory Tiger Patrick Reed Rory Patrick Reed thing again and it just didn't happen no and in the end it just felt like another European tour but very well going forward for this edition of the event, for, for this particular event going forward, it's just the circumstances outside of their control wouldn't be helped. Exactly. And the, yeah, They're clearly going to throw lots of money into the event. Tiger's played before he will play again. You They'd know, have had Rory there, wouldn't they, for sure? Yeah. I think what I like about that tournament is, and I know this is a very superficial thing, but the weather's always great and the golf course always looks good. I know they're a different venue, but anyone who's been to Belek and anyone who's played golf in that stretch of... It is coast, isn't it, even though you're actually not on the coast. Um, well, no, the golf courses are all very similar. So they all are these sort of pine tree, pine tree lines, layouts water, that have, good conditioning. Yeah, good yeah. conditioning water. And so it's very familiar to all of us when we watch them play on those golf courses. And they're a really good test, and the weather's great, and it just looks like an inviting place to play golf. Um, especially when you come back from the World Golf Championship in it was Shenzhen this year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, for me, that event, despite the field, lacks a bit of, partly because it's on first thing in the morning, it lacks a bit of that. Partly, pizzazz, almost entirely. In, in, you know, enticement to watch. Yeah. Mm. Well, I didn't watch a single shot of it. I it's it's going to be quite oh. hard for them to change the time zones. <laughs> well, well, maybe that's where night golf needs to come into play. They'd have to, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think there's also a big golf audience in Asia which um, yeah, no, as well. Yeah, we I don't think we can just say. I don't think we just say. Oh, it needs to be night golf so we can watch it. <laughs> I think that's maybe pushing it. Well, yeah, but on one side you understand why they do it, of course you do. But then on the other on the other side of the argument, you think, well, it's a bit annoying that a European tour event basically is neglecting the entire European audience. I don't know. You make your own mind. It's not a European tour event. It's a WGC. It's co-sanctioned. Well, exactly. And you, you know, you can't. It's anyway. Yeah, let's let's stop talking about geography. Yeah. Uh, so, but Ollison, yeah, seems to be a very up and down player, doesn't he? But when he's on, he looks looks like a top fifteen, top twenty talent in the world. Absolutely, he's a great, great ball striker, not a great chipper. 
No. Um, but when he uh, puts can putt well. So I think three consecutive streaky. seasons with a victory now. Yeah, four, isn't he, it? Uh, three consecutive. I think. Oh. And he's also, I believe, the youngest Dane ever to win four European Tour events. That's a weird stat. Yeah. So if he has. There's the, only two Danes have won four European That is a very odd stat. If he has the career that Thomas Bjorn has had, I think. Vijay Singh is the youngest. Fijian to ever to compete in the WGC. Golden age of Danish golf at the moment. Look at the leader more than European tour. Nigel, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, please. Um, Question. Does Nike's withdrawal from selling golf uh, hardware equipment, has that helped Torbjorn Ollison and other players, Rory, Ross Fisher? Do you think they've benefited from that? Mm, I think that's hard to say. You have to ask them. I know that's a sip. That's a crappy answer. It is a crappy answer. Uh, but um, <laughs> you, you have to ask them. I know there's a few of them have won recently. It but, just seems but like Rory, they've come Rory into was the... winning with Nike. He's yeah, winning majors with Nike equipment. He so... hasn't won anything using anything else. I'm not convinced. Yeah, well, that's much of a difference. If I'm being completely honest. No, but it just—I thought it was maybe, interesting maybe that the turnaround was so soon after, and Ross Fisher was—I don't know. I think they just—they might be. Possibly if you—it's like if you're going for a custom fitting somewhere. You've got the whole global equipment set up out there, and you go, I'm going to test all of it, and whatever is the best for me, I can use. Then the chances are that they might have a slight improvement. It gives you a little boost, doesn't it? Looking yeah. down on your shiny new gear, yeah, this is exciting, new chapter, etc. etc. And that can translate into a good performance. But I think, in terms of the difference between the gear, I wouldn't say as much in it. Personally. No, I think you're probably right. When they tweak it so much anyway at that level, you know, to get it exactly to their own specifications. I'm not sure there's a lot in it. No, I would think you're right. I would think you're right. Um, then, so then we had the Ned Bank Golf Challenge that was won. We're doing this on Monday, the 14th of November. This is won on the 13th by Alex Noren again. He has won. Okay, check this out. He has won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my pad and I can't find. He's won four times since July. He four times has since won last eleven starts. A ridiculous amount of money since. Yeah, who's, oh, he's no. gone from 110th in the world. I've gone early. Oh, let me, let me fill the gap. Of <laughs> I can't find where I've written it down. He's gone from 110th in the world to 9th in the world Correct. in four months. And won, what did he win? Scottish, uh, European Masters, British Masters, four yeah. big time. Uh, I found it. He's won just over 3 million euros since July. Nice. And he's had another couple of, well, he lost and then the play against Anthony Ward, didn't he? At the Paul Laurie match, oh, Lays, Paul Laurie match a couple right. of top fives. I, I know you always say how I overuse stats, but I'm going to throw three more at you because I think they're fascinating. Brilliant. Started the day six behind and one by six shots. How many times can you remember that happening? That wasn't complete. Well, I know he did shoot, shoot nine under, but that was the your man um, Wang. Wang it, fell apart. Did, did fall who's, apart. Who's won well, twice, one's twice on the tour this year? Yeah. So he's not good player. Yeah, correct. Yeah, two hundred and forty events to win his first four. Uh, next four and 11 appearances and he's the first Swede in history to win four European Tour events in the same season and listen to these other names of people who won four European Tour events in the same season Seve, Els, Faldo, Kaimo, Langer, Monty, Westwood, Woods, Woosner, McElroy so pretty decent company he finds himself in yeah he just now needs to go up a level so that he can actually sort of rightfully inside the rest of them so I have, I have a question I'm going to bust in with a question so um Nick was doing a poll recently, I think I'll just call it a poll, on golfers of the year. And these yes. were for an awards for someone yes. that we were doing. Uh, and 
in his original list, he had Alex Norman, and that was when Alex Norman had won twice. I think uh, it's just after he'd finished runner up and end up all Yeah, and yeah. Danny Willett was not on that list. Uh, then we had a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a, a discussion Bunch. about it. A discussion <laughs> about up. it. And uh, Danny Willett got put on, and Alex Norman didn't. And then since then, <laughs> the uh, so that was on your doing. You yes, said, Mystic Meg. I've, 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 I've ignored both of you now. Don't say I've ignored your Ollison shout and your Noren shout. Um, Okay, my question is, would you rather have had Alex Norren's season this year or Danny Willett's? Oh, Danny Willett's. That was your argument. Yeah, that's still my argument. I conceded he should have been on that list. He was just in a different Who else was on the list? Oh, Stenson. Dustin Johnson. DJ. DJ Patrick Reed, was he? Patrick Reed for the Ryder Cup, maybe Thomas Peters. But there are various categories and he was in one category, not the other. And Tom Ferry should be in both and rightly so. But it is strange that we just put so much on... You know, that, you know, as you just said, can Norman now take those performances to the the bigger tournaments? I mean, there is the tournaments he's won are about as big as they get on the European, on the tour, European yeah. tour without yeah. being a major. Yeah, um, it's broken the world's top ten, which is yeah, a huge exactly. career goal to not. But he still he hasn't won a WGC or really ever competed in one that I can I can remember or major. So, but if you'd said win a WGC or have a season, he would take the season, no doubt. Um, yeah, the WGC. Yeah, but I think that's now the next step, isn't it, for him? He's got to be looking now at the DP World Championships or a or a WGC. Yeah. Well, he's had success in China before as well, I believe. So. But he's just he's just in a rich vein of form at the yeah. moment. I yeah. mean, he won the British Masters so soon, so recently. He's just in one of those runs of form where he it's just still can't very impressive. Stop to maintain winning. That. No, it's fantastic. When you, when you think of a peak in form, you think maybe a three or four week spell where you know go ballistic and win a few events. But he's maintained this form for about four no months. one really wins. Yeah. Well, that list, you know, no one really wins four times in a season. Brandon Gray, did you say it was Grace? Brandon Grace in 2012. Grace, yeah. Times. Times, yeah. So. Um, is his um, wrist injury still a concern, do you think, or is this now just a memory? This is a sign that it's gone. I think you do have quite a lot of psychological scarring when it comes to wrist injury in golf. Um, but that was, I think that was 2013 that that was happening. But it, he, it plagued him for a while. Oh, it definitely came back did. And, and that's the psychological scarring I'm talking about because you can't, you, I would imagine never having had a wrist injury that's very difficult to commit or when you find yourself in a, in a thick a thick line and rough or something like that, there's a route nearby, it'd be very tricky to, yeah. to get over that. But he's, yeah, that, that's all behind him now, and he's, he's looking forward and not back, certainly. And he just looks, he looks, at the moment, certainly looks every inch the, you know, major champion in waiting, doesn't he? But then we say this in the podcast very, about five times a year, and then yeah. two months later you'll look at that same player, yeah. and you'll think, nah. Very tidy player, actually, and does it his way, doesn't he, with his shaft lean, but... Actually, interesting, he doesn't have a full-time coach either. Um, he did up until a couple of years ago, and then he decided he was paying coaches too much money, so he gets coaching from different people as and when he needs it on different aspects of his game, but doesn't have a full-time coach. There you go, there you go. Uh, so it was a, an all-right leaderboard at the Ned Bank. So Nora won, then Wang, Canizares, Gavet, Gavea? Ricardo Gavea. It's a really good, uh, really good leaderboard. So <laughs> you well, don't really know one, one of the names. Grace, Sullivan, Stenson, Oosthuizen. So it wasn't a bad leaderboard. Yeah. It was certainly better than the Turkish Airlines Open, which was Ollison, Haitong Lee, Horsey, Wiesberger, Kutsia, Lagergren, Lipski, and Larathabal. So <laughs> we spoke to um, Daniel Brooks the week before the Turkish Airlines Open, and when we spoke, he was 11th alternate to get into the event, and he made it by a distance. Did he? Yeah. 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 So um, a quick 
piece then before we go and talk about the DP World Championships um, how do we think about what do we think about the health of the European Tour it's a topic we talk about a lot we certainly talked about it a lot when you and I were sat in Dubai this time last year and you were sat on Ivor Robson's knee or you weren't um, is the European Tour in better better shape this year than it is this November than it was last um, I think um that some bits are better. Unfortunately, if we, we, I know we're talking about the uh, final series here. The final series, um, if you're going to compare it to the FedEx Cup, and the FedEx Cup always got a um, lot of bad press, but the FedEx Cup players was very exciting this year. Um, yeah, but it, and we, have, we haven't finished it, the, the, the European Yeah, but I'm so sorry. if it has an so exciting conclusion, then it might just... Yeah, but if you look at the leaderboards and the world rankings of the players playing in the FedEx oh, yeah, playoffs... Sure. And compare it with the last two weeks, it's just nowhere near. Which is, but there's a, but they've been trying lots of different things. This is not quite right at the moment. At the moment, they just seem to throw a bit of money at the problem, which usually works. So they've just got massive prize pools in Turkey and in at Nedbank. Um And you would think, oh, that's going to get the players in. I know they were a bit unlucky with the situation in Turkey, but the South African one, it just there was just not enough players there. And if they want to try and um, get some of the big names over there. they've got to make it easier for these players to come over and play um, chunks or, in the same country and make it easier for them to get or, around you know, or make the qualification easier or they need to work out exactly what they want or maybe, don't maybe think, they don't maybe they don't I maybe. don't think I don't think it's the it's anything other than the logistics and making it easy for the players so the fact that it's, the, the great, it's great that they have the final bank challenge is a good tournament than they did last year yeah so having did four events last year and I had two in China yeah. So it makes more sense this yeah. year. Uh, very disappointing, I think, that A, Patrick Reid is, I think he's no longer a member. I was uh, hoping no, that... The European Tour put out a statement just now saying that he is going to retain his membership. Oh, that's good. Because I was hoping like that... his win at the, the Cadillac Championship, which yeah. I thought was a slightly odd, but, but he's, he's going to retain his membership. for that, though, doesn't he? The they ha well, they put out a statement about it, okay. so... Well, that's good, because I was hoping he would attract more America's own, which hasn't happened. Also, Macron not playing in South Africa, I was really very disappointing, looking at schedule. And looking how close he was to being able to win the European Tour yeah. money list. Well, now, looking at the things that, has, things that have to happen this week in order for him to win, he's basically got no chance, unless the other three ahead of him really, really struggle. And I just can't quite work out why he didn't play. He's played one time since the Ryder Cup. Because maybe he wants a rest? He's had a rest. Took three weeks off after the Ryder Cup. The season's about to. Maybe he wants a rest. You can't say he wants. A... He's won it the last two years. Maybe it's not high on his agenda. Well, clearly, I need to win the race tonight. I'm saying, from, from a leadership perspective, having your best assets playing one of three events in the final series isn't great, is it? And well, I don't no, really but, think but he's got much of an he's, But he's not one of the European. He's. I know he's a European Tour uh, member, but he's. <laughs> He doesn't play a lot on the European Tour. The European Tour don't own him. He's not contracted to the European Tour. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to work out why he wouldn't wouldn't play those events. You're, I, I actually think it's quite poor. Yeah, I think you're right that he could easily play. Well, he said he was. Well, we know why he's not on the longest trip. I think, I think the idea that he was going. Yeah, no, but I think the idea was that he was going to play in Turkey and then go to Dubai. And then and take. Surely he's got people telling him that if you don't play here, you're probably not going to win the race to Dubai. And he's probably responded, "Oh well," which I'm, I'd question that attitude. To be honest with you, that's there you go. 
But um, but in terms of uh, just as a as a taking the final series out of the equation a bit and looking at the European how the European Tour have done this year, I think there are encouraging signs that Mm. they are trying to package golf up in a way that people are going to enjoy a little bit more. I think obviously what they do at the British Masters with Sky is good, and that was another really good event this year. Uh, Even and, and it just shows you actually if you are capable of thinking slightly outside the box with golf. And doing things in a way that you know don't follow the normal routine, you can create an interesting tournament without having Rory there, without having you, you know Stenson and you Dustin can. Johnson. And that's there. why I find the, the trend of having uh, limited field events at the end of the season quite an interesting one. Because on the one side, yes, it's sort of the elite field for the for the players who have acquitted themselves as the best. But I think the most exciting tournaments are the ones where there are bigger fields and anyone can come through and win. So. I don't find it as exciting watching a 30-man event as a normal event. But I, I think that's what they hate, isn't it? When you have a, a big tournament with a big prize fund and someone that nobody's ever heard of wins. Yeah. At least, um, I mean, how many people in the field this week? 60. 60. That's better than... Fine for the season finale, but I'd rather yeah. have a full field event for the penultimate event. It's better than the 30 they have in America. Yeah, by, by I'd, I'd a rubbish if you think, tournament, the if you... championship, to be honest with you. Well, I know, but it, it depends what the finale's like and... Well, with a lot of golf tournaments, if someone runs away with anything, oh, it's a bit of an average tournament. I think I, th- I agree with you completely. What they do with the British Masters is that it's covered very well by Sky, but also the crowds there are enthusiastic. They're large. Uh, people know, you know, they can pack pack the golf course. That's my biggest gripe is when they go and play places, and there's one man and, and it's dog. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's down to the. I completely agree. It's down to the European Tour and the promoter and the sponsors of the tournament to create a hype on the ground as much as you know in the media, as much as in the sort of international, the wider media. So uh, British golf fans are going to be interested in golf wherever it's played. But if it is going to be in China, for instance, then it's down to the European Tour and those people on the ground to make sure that the crowds come out and the crowds are engaged and excited by the product that's being produced. And I think the European Tour, I think there there are improvements, definitely have been improvements in that regard. And I think they'll continue to get better. So I I would say it has been, there are encouraging signs. Yeah, the schedule's looking quite healthy at the moment the prize pools are looking healthy there's innovation the future looks bright as far as I'm concerned but yeah. I would just like to see more Americans come over that's all absolutely I, th- I think being in England so one, one of the last things I say is that the mountain golf tournaments in England I think does help um, if they need to go up so this year they had two if I'm correct me if I'm wrong at Wentworth and at the Grove both more or less West, and, yeah, west, yeah. west, west, west around London, west just slightly north London. Next year, obviously, they're going to close house, bring in the northern, yeah. northern audience. Yeah. I think that could be great. I think there'd be huge crowds at the close house, and um, yeah, it should be good. I think that's the thing they've got to do: go to areas which haven't had it, and they which they know there will be enthusiasm for. Yeah. Um, so next year again, that could be excellent. I think. Yeah. Uh, so the, just the race Dubai rankings heading into the. Um, the DP champs is Stenson. Danny Will is 300,000 points behind. I don't really know what that means. Uh, Noren is uh, a further 40,000 points behind Willett. Then it's Rory. He can win, but it would, as Nick said, I think Stenson has to finish, finish outside, outside the, the top, top 45, yeah. doesn't he, with Rory winning it. Basically, I read that, the list of permutations, and came away thinking Mappel's got, got no, no chance. chance I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, then you've got Tyrrell Hatton. Fantastic season for him. 
incredible. Uh, then Brandon Grace, which I'm not sure how he's managed to be sick. But Grace had a really good start to the season. One in Qatar. Yeah. 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 Fairly lucrative. He's right? one of these that I haven't seen him for a few months. No, I he, know he's, he's, had, he's had, a, he had a bit of a... Um, yeah. He did well at the Fell off the cliff, he? really, a little bit. But yeah. um, at the start of the season, he was absolutely on fire. Yeah. And Hatton was incredible turnaround. Again, not quite like Noren, but he's been playing pretty much as well. Picked him to win... Who, where did he win the other day? He won at at the Dunhill, yeah. picked by myself. He's incredible. 60 Link, to Link's 1. player, isn't he? We said this on the podcast. Yeah. I don't even remember. No. Uh, maybe you weren't there. Maybe at the Open, when we would had a couple of beers after did the podcast. Sunday night, then. Very I said, any Lynx tournament yeah. from now on, we have to look at Hatton. There's records. So they went to the Dunhill, looked tournament. on the Tuesday, straight away, Hatton 60 to 1. I was like, oh, so you pay any of your money on him? Uh, of course. Uh, good effort. Um, okay, right. Should we do our quiz? It is effectively Stenson's to lose, isn't it? It is. Looking at it, I think he if he finishes in the top six, he's guaranteed to win. But if he doesn't, Norman would have to finish second or win or something like that. So. But then the, the, this tournament does have a habit of, of the players who are in with the chance playing well. Yeah. And I would expect to see Norman contend yeah. for sure. I mean, it would, I, mean I would there, almost say that he would be favourite to win Norman. He was 9 under through 13 on that golf course. That, that's, when he's not no, a long driver that's on the golf course. That's while he's playing. If you look at the odds, that he won't be. He, I mean, could be Rory and Stenson in that field. Yeah. They both R- won Rory twice there. Yeah. So yeah, true enough. they will be the ones that are obviously are the short price. But the 30-man field. Yeah. It's usually one. I remember Lee Westwood just saw Ross. No, it was McGowan. Ross McGowan, yes. It was. That's who's leading uh, Q School. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. Useful. Thank yeah. you. And um, Roy just saw um, Andy Sullivan last year, of course. So. That was a great event last year, wasn't it? We, we were there watching. It was a good tussle up until well, the 17th, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. It was very good. Uh, but no, 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 no it wasn't. Was that right until the last? Didn't was it the Rory, last? No, Rory made birdie on 17th. Someone didn't he hit it in water hit it in on water. 17th. Yeah. He hit it in water, yeah. So it was still alive, very much alive game the last. But it's not a great course for Noel, I don't think. He's not the longest hitter in the world. Yeah, I know, but he's just in such good form. I would be surprised sure. if he was. Having said right. that, he was 9 under 213 on the longest golf course on the European yeah. Tour schedule in South Africa last yeah. week. So um, okay, much. let's do the quiz. Um, this quiz is one of my finest pieces of work to date, I think. Um, so that means it's going, it's going to be impossible. <laughs> the 10 questions. 10 questions. There's a, an interesting tiebreaker, should there be in the event of a tie. Um, and I have a question that I haven't put on the quiz, which is, uh, <laughs> Alex Lauren is the fourth Swede to make it into the world's top ten. Can you name the other three? This is not one of the quiz questions, but just Henrik as a... Henrik Stenson. A, a moose boosh. Jesper Parnovic. Robert Carson. Correct, Robert correct, Carson. correct. Well done. That's easy. Damn it. Can I have the point for that? No. I already got that right as well, though. No. But you can go into the quiz full of, brimming full of confidence. Uh, right. Ready? Uh, this will be the eighth playing of the DP World Championship, but who won the first? Both, both players have gone straight to their notepads with confidence. Um, well, I'm, not, I'm not sure now. Tom's not so sure. I'm sure. You're sure. Good. Uh, question number two. Robert Carlson won in 2010. Who did he beat in a controversial playoff? I mentioned all the other ones, and that's the one I can't remember. Ah, oh, well. I remember Jeremy Elwood winning a lot of money. Robert Carlson winning, do you remember that? 
No, I think you probably know. I've blanked, blanked that out of my memory. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember. ten. Uh, yes, Nigel, you might have to put pen to paper mm. within the next three seconds. Uh, otherwise, I will throw my pen at you. Um, question number three. Uh, what was the lowest winning... Sorry. What was the lowest winning total to par in the history of the DP World Championships? The lowest winning... So I'm, I'm after a minus 12 or whatever it might be. It's not, so I'll give you a clue. Okay. Uh, question number four. Uh, Dubai is one of the United Arab, Arab Emirates. But how many Arab Emirates are there? How is that a golf question? It's not. Well... This is about the DP oh, World Have I wandered into... And the European Tour. National Geographic? <laughs> uh, how, what is the bloody question? <laughs> um, Dubai is one of the United Arab Emirates. How many are there? <laughs> I'm not very happy. I've never been there either. Actually, that's not true. I've been to Dubai Airport. <laughs> Thank you. You've got some local knowledge. I'm within one. Okay, good. Uh, question number five. How long is the golf course? That is a golf question, Tom. If you don't get it right, I'll be disappointed. To the exact yardage? To the exact number, yes. No, brilliant. I'll give it to you, you within, know within brilliant, 100 yards. Brilliant question. Within 100 yards. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I will concede that's one of my lazier questions. So far... Not very happy with this. I'm happy with more geography. Um, who is 60th on the R2D or oh, the race to Dubai to give it its full title? I don't know. That's 62 the got it. I know it's a field of 60, but it went down to 62 on the race to Dubai, didn't it? So you definitely want who, the 60th. Who's, I just looked at who was 60th. I never said The rest of them are all greyed out on the list, which I thought meant that they hadn't made it. I was looking earlier and I thought the person in 67. I think the question is who's the 60th? Not who's, who's made the, the tournament. Who's, who's the 60th? 60th? So it might be that there's a couple of retirees. I know who's last week and I'm going to put that down. Um, because that's all I've got. Well, you've got every chance if you know that, I would think. Um, so looking at the European Tour schedule as a whole, what was the lowest winning score to par of the year? That's another lazy question. About <laughs> You've already had a lowest score for a tournament. Hey, I've got a three-week-old baby at home. I'm don't very, you don't stop. <laughs> you can't don't claim be... something. You can't claim that you've made this amazing quiz and then backtrack. Yeah. Okay, it's not that good. Um, question number eight: Name three first-time winners on the European Tour this season. Is that a good question? I've got them all written down on the page. I look forward to trying to read my handwriting later. There's been... I'll take, do you want me to count up how many there have been? Uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, 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 I'm going to write that one down, even though but I'm you, not you sure. You've the world's biggest pad for this quiz. It's because I had all my Alex Norum stats written down in it. Uh, hang on. <laughs> That's your Alex Nora dossier. Um, and also, unfortunately, my Danish stats, which didn't go down too well. <laughs> well, I mean, there's basically three. There's been, in the history of golf, there's been three really good Danish players. And he's on, he's oh, on pace to beat the best one ever. That's, that's, that's probably all the information we needed. 
Question number nine. Who leads the European Tour's career money list? Ooh. Ooh. Stun, stun silence. I think I know this. I wonder if oh, recent no, developments have changed this list. Yeah, right, Alex Norman now. And I'll give you a, an extra half point if you can say within one million euros how much they've made. And this is just earnings on the European tour. Uh, question number 10. How many... This is lazy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> how many European tour events has Rory played this season? How many did he have to? Can you remember? Yeah. I, remember. Oh. I, know, I know how many he's supposed to, but how many has he actually? How many tour events has he played to date? Uh... Yes, excluding the Dubai. Including, how many has he played as of Does it include today? majors and world WGCs? Yeah, of course it does. Okay. I'll give you a clue. He's played four majors. Don't. Okay, just don't. He didn't last year. He played three last year. Go then. Right, Okay, copy. swap papers. Oh, did um, you just copy my really last, Did you just copy my last answer? Nope. Oh, Nigel? Don't. Besmirch my good name. Quiet. Okay, so question number one. This is the eighth playing of the Dubai World Championship, but who won the first? Peters. It's not, is it? No. Lee Westwood. What did you say? No, no, he's just Sorry. looking at me other uh, Lee, Lee Westwood. Westwood won Correct. Course. Question number two. Robert Carlson won in 2010, but who did he beat in a controversial playoff? No idea. Nice put Goose and I put Gregory Hapray. Useless, both of you. Ian Poulter. And why was it controversial? Don't know. Because, yes, because Poulter, I believe, dropped his his marker on a ball. ball. So he went to mark the ball and he dropped his marker and it hit the ball and moved it. It was on the last green. So it's kind of game over, I think. Um, Question number three. What was the winning, what was the lowest winning total to par in the history of the DP World Championship? 22 under. Um, Nigel? I think I went 18. It's 25 under. Wow. Henrik Stenson, 2013. I think he won by quite a few. He won by maybe six. Very impressive. Yeah. That's when when he won the FedEx Cup in the same year. Yeah, 13, yeah. Um, Question number four, the one that Tom didn't like, which I did like. Um, Well, clearly, you wrote... Dubai is one of the United Arab Emirates, but how many are there? I think there's five or six. I've got There's four. Six. There's seven. Ah. Well, one out. One out. Can Just you name them? I can, because that's the... Please, can we that's make that's that another playoff, playoff, playoff question? Okay, well, I'm beating you in the playoff altogether. Um, oh, great. Uh, how long is the golf course? Somewhere between what he's written and what I've written. <laughs> seven, I put seven... What did I put? Seven, seven two, two, five, two. two. I went seven, Nick. six, three, oh. Uh, you are within five yards. Nice. No, no, you're not. You were within 45 yards, which is good enough. It's seven, six, seven, five. Yes. So is that a tick? That's a tick. I said within this 100 is yards. Fix. It's a massacre. And I've had a shock and won the question. Um, who is 60th on the R2D? It was it Benjamin Hebert. None last week, but it's not him anymore. I think I guessed Lee Slattering. Incorrect answer. It's Don't tell me it's Jacob Van Zyl. No, but oh, he's right. he was he might be fifty eighth or fifty ninth. Don't tell me it was um, me. G Mac. 
Is it? Graham and Dow. GMAC. Well. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> question number seven. Lowest winning score this year on the European Tour. Um, I said 27 under. Nick said 22 under. 23 under. Harrington at the Portugal Masters. Mm. Portugal Masters is always good one, a good one for spitting out a very low score, isn't it? Uh, name three first-time European Tour winners this year. We've talked about two of them on the podcast. Well, well Wang, Patton... And Sumin Lee. Correct. Yeah, that I, is correct. I put Thomas Peace at the Yeah, he won it. twice. He won back to back in the season oh, no, before, I, didn't I, he? I, I couldn't think of anybody. The full list Holman, Leishman, Stone, Porteous, Johnston, oh, as in Beef, Sumin Lee, Lee Hao Tong, Jung Hun Wang, <coughs> Chan Shi Chang, Jimmy Walker, Paul Peterson, Peterson, Snedeker, Hatton, and Matsuyama. Last time I looked about Paul Peterson, he'd actually won, was it the Czech Masters he won? But he yeah. was outside the top 110 having won an event. <laughs> oh, yes. but you got an exemption. He got an exemption, but still, that shows you how low the prize pool was in that tournament. Mm. Incredible. Uh, so, Tom, you've, you've got... I'm, out with, the, I'm out with the washing here. You definitely don't have question nine, right? Who leads 10? the European Tours career money list? I think it's Lee Westwood, but it might be Ernie Els. I think it's Henrik Stenson. It's Rory. Oh, no, 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 it's not Rory. What am I talking about? It's Lee Westwood. Yeah. It's oh. Lee Westwood. It's Lee Westwood. And it, even though you got the you got it wrong, I'll give you, if you can tell me within a million euros how much he's won. I put 92 million. That's too much, I think. I went with 63. Yeah. He's only won 32. Oh, boy. 92 million. That's punchy. That is punchy. He's been around a long time. It wasn't good for a while. 92 million. That is a lot, isn't it? Well, yes. Obviously, too much. Uh, Question number 10. How many European European tour events has Rory played this year? I want to say 12. I want to say 10. 13. (sighs) Incorrect and incorrect. This is, uh, well, uh, yes, this is brilliant. Brilliant quiz. Maybe the lowest ever. How many did you get? I got one. (laughs) The first (laughs) question. (laughs) Thankfully, Nick got three. Oh. Was it that hard? No. Too hard? Well, yeah, it was. But there's a lots of having to guess exact numbers, right? You should have got three rookies in one. You shouldn't have I should have done. That was fair play. Down. Fair play. No, Jimmy I, Walker. Well, yeah, I know. I wasn't thinking like that, obviously. I wasn't thinking laterally enough. No. Um, but you could redeem yourself here by telling me how many of the United Arab Emirates you know. Uh, Razel Karma. Karma. Correct. Martin Karma. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Dubai. Correct, correct. Qatar's not in that. No. Is it? Al. 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 Not Al Hamra. No, that's a golf course. That's a golf course. That's a golf I'm going to put you, uh, you out of your misery. It's Ajman. Yeah. Uh, Sharjah. Sharjah, yeah. Oh, Sharjah. Fajira. Yeah. And Umal Quain. Sharjah, I should have How got. many of those have you been to? I've been to all of them apart from the last two. What fascinating facts. Oh, mm. Do you know what? I'll, you'd be able to sleep better tonight knowing that. Well, without wanting to stress the point too much, I'm not getting an awful sleep, a lot of sleep regardless of... Have you been to Oman as well? I've not been to Oman. Oh, that's, where have you been? <laughs> I haven't been to Oman either, but it's next door. <laughs> I'm going to France next week. Yeah, Can we... Yeah. Is that a, is that a UAE? Uh, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Um, shall we just touch on Q School? 
Ross McGowan's leading. <laughs> Ross McGowan's leading. Uh, Ollie Wilson, we think. 30th currently. Ollie Wilson. He's got a chance of keeping his card if he has three more good rounds. Okay. Could, any other Eduardo Molinari going well. Molinari going. Pepero, I think, outside the card. Poor old Eddie Pepero. I mean, he, he was the... Um, there's a lot of drama this time of the year. And... Uh, where was it that he Portugal. blew up? Portugal. In Portugal, Portugal double bogey the last. No, it was more than that, wasn't it? Seven at the last. He shot 64 the first round. Yeah, I know. Then he uh, shot something horrendous, like 78 with a double at the last. Yeah, yeah. To he, miss out by. And to compound matters, had we not voted to leave the European Union, he would have earned... Because uh, EK finished tied 22nd in the British Masters, which translated to a certain amount of Euros afterwards. Before it would have made it would have been way more, and he only ended up losing his card by about two thousand euros. Oh, do they get paid pounds then? In the and then he gets dead, converted into euros. Yeah, oh, God. sure that affected other people. I'm not sure. They did, but um, well, it had to. So that was he, he was no, absolutely devastated about um, actually saying about how much golf I watched. I actually saw all that happen live. Um, he was devastated about it, and he having obviously trot back off to to Q school, and it's very. Well, it's round three today. Round three today. Round three today. Round four um, is when the cut is. So it's a six-round tournament. And there's lots of... Depending on how far you get into the tournament depends how uh, much, how many exemptions you get next year. So by just making the cut, you get a few invites, I think, to Challenge Tour stuff and maybe the odd European Tour yeah. event. Oh, absolutely. And then depending you get on... full Challenge Tour yeah. if you make the cut or something like Yeah, that. but even if you make the top 15, which I think is how many cards they give out. 25. Was it 25 now? Um, depending on where you finish in that top bit, still decide. So, oh, yeah, if, you so finish, if you finish, finish top, top you'll you get can. eight invites. If you finish third, you get six. Yeah, it's not quite that much. And there's a quite a few all those numbers off the top of my head. Um, seasoned European tour players who are out, who look like they're well down the list. I noticed Brett Rumford is, is almost all the way last. Down. It's last time Kiros was Kiros struggling down. long way down. Um, Molinari looks like he's going to get the card. I noticed that uh, Johan Edfors had pulled With out. Withdrawn. Martin the favour is going to doesn't look like he's going to get his card. Alvaro Kiros won the DP World. I tour. know, I know, I know. Do you remember he his hole in one? The real shame actually because he's one of my favourite. Um, yeah, he's players. a really top guy, and he's third in the putting stats this year. It's a country he's still world, isn't all he? the way down there. So yeah. he's obviously having a shock with something. Yeah. He's had he's had injuries and stuff. Wrist like again, it? wrist yeah. injury. Yeah, but that again, that was back in two thousand and thirteen. So same time as um, Norman, roughly. Okay, so who are you both picking for the DP World Championship? Andy Sullivan. Okay, good record so, uh, there. Played very well last year. Absolutely nowhere. Decent form. Uh, Rory. Uh, yeah, Rory or Stenson. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood or Norren. You're looking for an outsider. Oh, no, no quite Rory well. or Stenson. Yeah, Fle- Fleetwood is playing well at the yeah. moment, isn't it? He, he had quite quite a lot. Um, for about six or seven months there, but yeah. he seems to be back from that now. Yeah, isn't he well inside the top? Yeah, and very good driver of a golf ball as well, Tommy Fleetwood, and that will stand him in good stead on that layout because it's, as you know, there's a lot of very tricky driving holes, some sort of dog legs, some undulation on the fairways, a lot of good fairway bunkering. So yeah. being able to put it in play off the tee is important. Yeah, I think Louis Tazen as well is one to watch. Rory or Stenson? Yeah. I'll even give you a bet. I'll have Rory and Stenson, you can have the rest of the field. I will take that bet right now. How much? £20. Okay. Oh, shaking hands. That's our second bet. Um, That's our second bet we've had in the last few week. Also, I had a bet the other, other day with Nick. Nick is an Aston Villa fan. Yes, I know. He's so down. Um, I have Nick tw- bet me twenty pounds that they would get promoted this year. Stop looking. Did I not say make the playoffs? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> so, 
I was True. buzzing that we <laughs> hadn't lost in five games and obviously did something rash. Hello, Steve Bruce, take us up. Don't worry about that. Okay, good. Well, uh, <laughs> let's um, let's call it. Uh, t- anything you'd like to say? Anything else? Send next Thursday is when you will find our brand new Top 100 UK and Ireland courses. Right yes, find out what number one in, is. And they will only be in print for the first few weeks. So if you want to find out, you'll have to go and... Uh, yeah, you can't find it online. You'll only be able to find it in the And it's a new number one, so... Um, dun, dun, dun. Yes. What's happened? What on earth has happened? We have a new number one. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a few changes, actually, on that list. It's some... Um, um, well That's worth good. a look. That's good. A good, good for two reasons. I always think top one hundred. One, to check through to see how many you've played, and come up with a list. Absolutely. And two, to get put a plan together of where you're going to play this yeah. coming year, and go. Okay, I really need to tick off this one, this one, this one. Yeah, that, that's or I had no idea that that was any good, and it's not that far. Well, that, away. exactly. That. That, that, those are the ones, the ones that you discover that actually are quite close. Yeah, by. and if you if you run a golf tour with some friends and, and it's in the UK. You want inspiration? It's a great one because you, it will. We have a map in there where it groups the the courses together, so you'll be able to see where in the country you can get to easily. If you want to do a couple of top one hundred courses in, you know, during your golf tour, it's a really good way of, of figuring out how to do it. How many have you played? Uh, I'd have to, I haven't been through the current list. Well, I, it's, well, it's well, we, when it is go, goes online, which is a few weeks' time, there will also be a little poll where you can actually tick off the ones that you've played yes. already. Yeah. Tell your friends. Well, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. It's well worth a look. Also, we have... don't, don't forget it's my birthday on Saturday, Neil. What are you doing for your birthday? Um, there's cricket no... club. Uh, Let me guess. It's actually the cricket club. club dinner and dance the night oh. before, which Ooh. is a bit scary because that's a lot of chance for people to buy me shots. The next day is a, is a bit of a football fest and um, having a few pals round. The chill. I've never heard you use the word pals before. There you go. And um... <laughs> Chicken. Oh, I think uh, uh, the, uh, I need to have a winter barbecue. A winter barbecue? A winter barbecue. What does that mean? That, that, are you well, the, smoking out your living room? Uh, no, we're, well, we're actually around my brother's house and he's got a massive barbecue in his garden. Okay. He'd be out there with a woolly hat on. The subject of birthday is <laughs> happy birthday, mum. Oh! Does your mum listen to the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell her to you now. It's probably best that she doesn't. And her birthday's in March. She's just going to tell her to, to listen yeah. to this one in March. Well, happy birthday next mum. Um, Indeed. And I think that's a good place to end it. (laughs) Goodbye.